Hey sisters, this is Christy, co-founding sister of Book Club Sisterhood. Welcome back. We have a very special bonus episode. I got to sit down with my friend Rachel White and just hear her testimony. It was so beautiful. Um, God literally changed everything in her life when she became a Christian, and it reminded me of 2 Corinthians 5.17, which says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. So you will hear this verse walked out in Rachel's life as she shares her story with us. So I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Hey sisters, I'm Christy. I'm one of the co-founding sisters of Book Club Sisterhood. Welcome to the podcast. This is a very special episode and I'm very excited to share with you my friend Rachel White. We have never officially met in person, but we're kind of meeting face-to-face like right now, which is really cool. But we've been friends online for, I don't know, years. We were pregnant at the same time with our youngest boys. And um, it's just... I don't know. We just like kind of follow each other and kind of hang out. So, um, she is actually semi new in the Christian faith and I just wanted her to share her testimony with us today. So welcome Rachel. Thanks. Yeah. It's been so long. Like we've been, we've known each other for like what, seven, eight years, something like that. Cause our boys are six and we were pregnant at the same time and we kind of like yeah. knew about each other. So yeah, yeah. it's been right. And I'm like, I've never got to see her face to face. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so um, my story's kind of like up and down. It's really long and there's got like twists and turns and craziness. But I think um, the biggest part is that I really came back to faith last year. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of raised in a Christian church until I was like really young. We stopped going when I was about eight, nine years old. Like I was still really young. And then we kind of fell away as a family and we didn't really do much, but my, my dad is military. So we had really strict Christian values and morals, but we didn't go to church, but like, we didn't live that Christian life. And I, I still had a ton of questions. Like nothing was ever answered. It was just like memorized scripture at a really young age. And then that was pretty much it. Yeah. When I was 19, I met, well, when I was 19, I was with my future husband. So my husband and I are high school sweethearts. And so we've known each other for like ever, but at 19, we got engaged and we were picking out a church to get married in. Cause I always knew I wanted to get married in church. Mm-hmm. So we found this cute church that was local to us and we just started going and we really found a fellowship there. Like, um, the people that went also went to high school with us and we knew it was a small community. So we knew everybody and it was an amazing experience and we loved the church Um, no knock against that church. I didn't really learn a whole lot. Mm -hmm. I learned how to check boxes. Like you should read when you wake up, you should pray more often and you should get baptized. So they were like checking off boxes, but it was never about a relationship with Christ. That was never even taught to me. I didn't know it. Mm -hmm. So we got married we got baptized together. It was super cute it meant nothing to us. Nothing changed for us. Our life stayed exactly the same. We were still living. I want to say living in sin. Um, and we were married and like, we did the traditional thing of not moving in together until you were married. Like we did all that, but it was just to check a box, you know? So then we got married and my husband's also military. So we had to move away and left the church. 
so then because nothing had changed, we, we didn't change anything. We didn't change what we were listening to, what we were watching, nothing. Yeah. So when we left the church, it was even further of a plunge. It just, mm-hmm. we spent about 13 years trying to figure it out. And, and I think our biggest point was like, we would try different churches. Mm-hmm. Listen, I am a Christian. I love church, but some churches don't have it right. They yes. just, they're lost. Yes. So we, we tried that <laughs> Yeah. We tried all the wrong churches and like, they kept letting us down hard. It wasn't like a little, they would say something wrong. It was like, um, we went to one church and we, the first time we went, we, whatever, we didn't tithe or anything like that. Cause we weren't even tithers. We didn't even know what that was. Yeah. And we showed up one time the next day we got an envelope in the mail saying, why didn't you send us money? Oh my gosh. This is like a big church, big, like assembly of God. I didn't mean to name drop, but it was a big. (laughs) So, um, yeah, church hurt just over and over and over again. And then we just quit. We're like, maybe this isn't the answer. Maybe this isn't the truth. So within that 13 years, I got really deep into witchcraft and like, um, the new agey crystals and self-healing and it's, it's demonic and garbage. Don't do it. But I, I, it was, it was just enough truth in it to make it seem real. And then it was so much deception. It just seemed real. Cause there was a little bit of truth in it. So mm-hmm. it, it got me and it, it got me hard. So, um, last, well, December of 2020 is when I decided I was going to go back to church. I was going to try church because my mom said something along the lines of like, I'm feeling led to like go to church. And she was also in this new agey stuff with me too. So uh, her husband, my dad didn't want to go to church with her. So I was like, I'll go. I love dressing up. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a fun, <laughs> cute. Again, nothing changed. I was going to church every Sunday. Um, I didn't do like Wednesday services or anything like that, but I went to church on Sunday. My husband was still very much living in sin and my kids were just getting more and more angry by the day and they were miserable all the time and we couldn't figure it out. And so we diagnosed my son, my oldest son with ADHD and he just struggled in school all the time. He was just always angry, losing friends and all this stuff. So um, in April of 2021, my entire life changed. And I want to pinpoint it. I want to say like, this is the moment. This is the, my realization, This, but I can't. I know that I went to bed one night and I still believed, don't judge me here. It's so bad. I still <laughs> believed Jesus could have been an alien. Like I've been going to church since January. They didn't, they didn't teach. They, anyway, um, I believed Jesus was potentially an alien. I didn't believe hell existed. I was so lost in like the new age stuff. And I was going to church to hear what I wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to church to really learn the truth. I just wanted to hear what I wanted to hear. So then in April, I decided to pick up the Bible and read it for myself because I had never done that. I was 32 and I had never read the Bible for myself. Yeah. And this is the Bible. (laughs) She's my baby. I take her everywhere. It's a hot mess. There are scribbles everywhere in this thing, but I picked it up. And what happened within the next week, it it was a very short amount of time. 
that I, I woke up one day and I was like, I was physically talking to my husband. I'm like, what happened? Like, this is the things I used to believe. And I don't believe those things at all. Like I know without a shadow of a doubt that all those things are wrong and this is truth. And I believe every word of the Bible is true. I used to think that it was, it was just man-made. So it couldn't have been truly from God. You know, you've probably heard them all. I believed all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I, it was just getting that word inside of me for myself and seeing that truth. It, it opened everything up. And within a week, I, I knew the truth and I was like, excited about it. Mm -hmm. So I could not put the Bible down. I read and I read and read. This was the time. So it was April of 2021. My kids were still in school. They were in school until like the end of June or middle of June sometimes. And so I would send them off to school and I would read and all day long. Like I wouldn't get out of my pajamas. I wasn't showering. I just, I had this like deep urge to just purge and like get all of it the inside of me. And I did. And I completely changed within a week. So, um, April, 2020, my husband, so from April to July, it was like either, no, I think it was June. I don't know. Around father's day, my husband was getting more and more angry and more and more upset and more and more like just depressed and suicidal and all of it that you can think of, he was it. And I knew that if I prayed out loud, it would make him more angry. So what I would do every night is he would be sleeping and I would like, you know how you lay with your husband and you put your hand on his chest and I silently just declare and pray and like praise and thank him for what he's already done. And like, hours would go by and I'm just like praying over this man and finally in June he decided to it was the weekend after Father's Day he decided to go to my church basically because I was like you're going to church I'm done with it like get your butt in the church because I knew what he needed I knew the difference in his life so he showed up and we had a guest speaker um Melissa Swindle I will never forget her ever she's a fire she's a firehouse. She's amazing. I love her, but she, we, she was a guest speaker and she's not even from our area. She's like from Texas or something. Mm -hmm. And my husband will say that as soon as he walked through the doors of the church, all of his anxiety, all of his like mind stuff that was going on stopped. It was like instantly quiet. And he felt at peace that he hadn't felt probably ever in his entire life. He had a really young or a really hard, like upbringing. So he gets into this church and Melissa Swindle, she is a Latina fire pit of a woman that will like speak truth. And like, she's not afraid of anything. She will call you out. So we have this guest speaker and Kenny first time at church for like 14 years. And even the church before was very mild and calm. And, and he sits down and she's like calling him out from the pulpit she's like you need to clean it up like you this is ridiculous and he's going <laughs> I'm here he's never gonna come back he's, you're scared him off stop I'm like god what are you doing I thought I thought this was a good day to do this it was so funny and um so she gets done and she comes out into the lobby where all of us are after service and she walks straight up to him she like beelines for him And before when he's in the lobby, he's thinking about what he's going to say. Like he knows that this made a huge impact on him and he knows that he needs to straighten it up. And he knows this and he's going through this in his head. And then she stands in front of him 
And he blanks. Like he can't think of anything. <laughs> and she goes, you don't know what to think of me, do you? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> and it changed his whole life. That, that moment, yeah. that's exactly what he needed. And it changed everything about him. So uh, luckily I, I, it was, again, for him, it was like, instantaneously he needs to read the bible he needs and we started changing everything we changed what we listened to what we watched but like we don't have tv really we've got like the free channels like roku channel and stuff but we don't watch tv really and we only listen to praise and worship music like everything completely changed and then when kenny started to decide that we were going to be become tithers he started getting promotions and he started like like his whole life just physically changed and um yeah so now we're in a spot where he is going to school for biblical literature mm-hmm. like he this is from june of last year and it's it's yeah. absolutely crazy to me and we're just trying to figure out what the next step is now but mm-hmm. um it's just been a journey with building a relationship with Christ and tr- oh my kids oh my goodness I almost forgot about my kids the difference in them so my son um I mean he still has ADHD but we've managed it in a very different way and he, you could see pictures of him before and him now like his eyes shine and he's bright and happy and like he just has this gift of life that is put in him that I felt like wasn't there before and my youngest, we call him the little pastor because he, <laughs> a, a Christian bookstore yesterday and he was preaching like he's six. He was like, Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And he gave yeah. us the Holy spirit. And I have the Holy spirit, like in the middle of a bookstore. I'm like, get it kid. Like that's yeah. God does. He changed everything about us. I'm sure I missed so many details, but it's been such a big ride. Like we've had just testimony after testimony, after testimony in our house. That's like every week we have something new. I have to start writing them down because they're just, it's so overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. So good. It's crazy how much can change when God enters the picture and where he can take you from. Like I, I was not just not living for God. I was like actively rebellious. I was doing witchcraft. I was reading tarot cards. I call myself a medium. And he took that broken, horrible person and redeemed them. Like he's just so good and so faithful. I'm like, I didn't deserve that at all. You, you had every right to let me die. You had every right to let me go to hell, but you saw something, you saw value and you took that. And I will never be able to repay that. And like, I think that's the whole point of the gospel. You can't say it, but it just, it lights that fire that just makes you want to be better and to, and to tell everybody else that was just like you, that was like hurting and miserable, that it's not over, that like your story's not over. You're still alive. You've got time. And I had a severe anxiety disorder where they put me on medication that the medication actually made me suicidal. So, you know that whole industry is amazing, but I haven't had even an inch of anxiety since my, I call it the great awakening <laughs> because I'm like, I went from one person. Oh, that's to awesome. Yeah. And I haven't had a, a, a tiny little bit of it. And I'm just so grateful every day that he chose to redeem me. I don't even know why I don't, I'll never know why. 
Yeah. I don't get it. He's too good. You know, the story of leaving the 99 to go after the one, like what kind of sense does that make? You have 99 people that are already following you. Like, why would you walk away from them? But, you know, I've heard it preached like those 99 are good. They're okay. You know, as sheep as a whole, just kind of want to stay together. Like those sheep are going to stay together, but that one that wandered away needs God and they need it in such a bad way that he's going to go find you. He's never going to leave you last year, Hebrews 13, five kept coming up in book club. And it was just like, he will never leave you or forsake you. He will never leave you. Like every single week, almost I was like, this fits. And I said it because it's true. He's never going to leave you or forsake you. And I just want to touch on one thing that you said, like you, you knew, I, I kept thinking, I've said this so many times, like you knew about God, like you went to church, you did the things you checked the boxes, like, you know, about him, uh-huh. but you didn't know him. I didn't understand That's the difference. Yeah. I didn't have, have that a, relationship. I, yeah. I had never like actively searched for him. I never went like, who are you? Tell me who you are. Like, yeah. I didn't even understand really the gospel. I didn't know why he would need to die for our sins. I didn't know that I was a sinner. I'm like, I've never killed anybody. I'm a good person. Right. Like, I only want everybody to be happy. Like there's no sin in that. I didn't understand what sin was. And it wasn't until he showed me what sin was that I, I still didn't get it. I, I couldn't have a person preach to me what it was or how or why it happened. I, yeah. because I didn't understand it. It was like, I completely, was, I was blinded. Mm-hmm. I, it, probably by the devil because of all the things I was doing, I wasn't able to even understand it. Yeah. And it wasn't until I grabbed my Bible and I started reading it, that it was kind of opened up to me, um, in almost a more slow way. Like my, my great awakening was very quick, very quick. Like I went from thinking the Bible was just written by man to knowing that I needed to know every single word of this Bible. Yeah. So that was really fast, but like understanding why he would need to die for my sins, why I needed to be redeemed, how I even got into heaven, like, and how that related to like Genesis and creation, all that. I, d- I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I like, I had my moment with God where I was even able to open up my mind to it. Like I was, I was completely blind to it and I, I couldn't figure it out for myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, my friend shares this really gross analogy, but it's, it's, it's just so good that I keep sharing it. So, um, it's really gross. So just get ready. Um, having a preacher preach to you is like him handing you already chewed steak. Like, Uh yeah, you're going to get some nutrients from it. It's not going to be like, you know, you're not going to get all the flavor. You're not going to get all of the things you need out of it. But when you go and read your own Bible and build your own relationship with God, that's when you get like the fresh steak fresh off the grill and you can like get all that all the stuff that's in that steak like it's all yours and you know listening to a preacher is great because they have so much insight our our pastor blows my mind every single week god uses him in such an incredible huge way i love him as a person i love him as our pastor like he's just such a good guy all of our pastors we have a whole team of pastors and they're just they're amazing but you know getting that word through him is mm-hmm. that he's sharing his relationship with God with us, which I'm so thankful for, but having your own relationship Monday through yeah. Saturday is like, 
that's where it happens. Like God has revealed so many things to me and has just like poured out into me that I'm just like, you can't just go to church and just play church on Sunday. Like you have to, you have to dig in for yourself. And that's, yeah. that's where that, that hunger that you're talking about, like he just couldn't get enough. And I love that. Cause that's, you know, I just, I keep praying like, God, I don't want to go deeper. God, I want to go deeper because you're never done figuring out God until you, you die and go to heaven. Like you're never done figuring out what he has for you. And that's, we were talking before we recorded, like we're both kind of in this place. Where we're just like, okay, God, take us wherever, <laughs> wherever yeah. you're going. I have no idea where it's leading. I have no idea what your plan is, but here we go. <laughs> so let's just yeah. go, go along for the ride. <laughs> so yeah, it's so good. Um, I had a similar, um, I was thinking about my relationship with my husband while you were talking about, um, your husband, my husband has recently in the last, um, year and a half to two years kind of started turning to God. And, um, he's a very angry person as well. Um, just kind of grew up that way. His dad was very kind of, I want to say abrasive. I don't mean like he was just yeah. like, matter of fact, like, this is how it is. And this is what you're going to do. And I, I see that in him. I never actually met my father-in-law, but I see that, you know, things, stories he's told me, you know, I see that in my husband and he had open heart surgery a year in um, October, I'll be two years ago. So he had open heart surgery and God was turning things in his heart before them. I always say like the surgeon was working on your heart before the surgeon worked on your heart um, mm-hmm. because God is the mighty surgeon and he started the churning yeah. in him before, but on the way home from the hospital after this, first of all, we had like immense peace the entire time. Like I knew that God was in control of this, even on my way to the hospital, I was like, this feels different. Cause he'd had chest pain before, but this felt different. Like this is something serious, but I wasn't upset about it. I wasn't anxious about it. Like God just totally took that off my shoulders. I was like, I got this. You're mm-hmm. going to be okay. Like, and I knew that they, they do open heart surgery every single day. I know yeah. these surgeons are very competent, but things can go wrong. Yeah. It's just how it is, you know, but I, I, I had this peace in my heart that no matter how this turned out, God had my back. God, mm-hmm. God was going to take care of us no matter yeah. what. So it, it was just amazing to me that on the way home from the hospital, I had been trying to get my husband to come to church. You know, are you going to come this Sunday? You're going to come this Sunday. I kept inviting, kept inviting and kept getting kind of pushed back and the excuses like, well, I really need to sleep. Well, I really need to do this, blah, blah, blah. Um, so on the way home from the hospital, he looks at me and he goes, I'm going to church on Sunday. It was almost like, don't you dare stop me. I was like, I, yeah, like answered prayer. Like, thank you. Jesus. Like what? <laughs> yeah. That was kind of a huge turning point for yeah. him. You know, he, he literally needed to get his heart changed, changed out completely physically and spiritually. But yeah, we've yeah. been we've been on a very different journey the last couple of years, kind yeah. of same as you, you know, it's crazy. I found there's so much power in the husband, wife testimony and conversation because there's so many, I don't want to just say wives, but like husbands and wives out there that are just begging for their significant other to, to just, to hear it, to see it and like understand it. And I, I get that. <clears throat> I, it felt like years, but it was only months. Like I can't imagine what some people go through, but it's so important to stick to the, 
biblical term of the woman. I know some people hate that. They're like, that's only for men that are like in Christ. You don't have to submit to a man that's not in Christ. I wrote that down in my Bible when my husband was not in Christ. Like I read that and I was like, mm, that's only if he's also in Christ. Like I shouldn't have to submit to him if he's not submitting to God. It's so not true. <laughs> it's not true at all. And I found that like just within our own story, it was him seeing the change in me and like going from anxiety riddled to complete peace and healing, just seeing happiness and positivity all around me all the time and changing what I listened to and what I watched. Like, even if he would turn on a show that I didn't agree with, I would, I wouldn't make a fuss about it. I wouldn't tell him he's doing something wrong, but I would just get up and find something else to do, or I would clean or like he yeah. saw the change in me. And I think that that was a big part of him choosing to go back to church mm -hmm. and like seek it out for himself and to see that I was happy. And that was one of his biggest struggles. It was like his mind wouldn't shut off. He constantly was thinking negative thoughts, like just constantly. He was super depressed and suicidal and all these things. And he saw that my anxiety was completely gone. Yeah. And he's like, well, I want some of that. Like, right, right. I'm like, yeah. I'll tell you exactly how you get that because there's only one person that can fix it. Yeah. And so like that just husband and wife testimony alone has so much power in it that it, I know it's going to change people's relationships and that's, that's amazing. Yeah. My friend just told me the other day, she was like, you know, if you want your family to be as hungry as you are for the word, eat in front of them. Yeah. Yes. Pray in front of them. <laughs> Good friend. I know. Right. She's amazing. Like <laughs> I've done a podcast episode with her as well. Um, and she's, she's just, she's a powerhouse. She really is. And she's, uh, she's going to do so much for God. Like she has, uh, like we talked a couple weeks ago and she's just, God's laid so much stuff on her heart and she's just, it's the same friend, the meat thing and this okay. <laughs> same person. And she's, she's incredible. So yeah, we kind of started that chat group together. So yeah, the women in our church, I was talking about that before we started with women in our church, um, from all walks of life, we've kind of got a group chat started. So it was really cool to bring all the women together and I, I was yearning for mentorship, you know, cause I want to go deeper in my walk with God and I want to go farther. And it, it, it's one thing to, you know, you need to have the relationship with Jesus, of course, yeah. but then being able to bond with other women that are also like trying to do the same thing. It's, mm -hmm. it's huge. Yeah. Um, being able to come together. I mean, I, I think women are just gonna take things by storm and yeah. it's going to be amazing when we come together there's nothing that can stop us I think like especially mamas and yeah all women I don't care if you've had a baby or not you are strong <laughs> and capable and wonderful yeah there's a thirst that's yeah undeniable well thank you for sharing this has been awesome I'm so glad to actually see your face in real life <laughs> and talk and have a conversation um yeah. I'm just so thankful for you because I, I love like when your posts pop up on Facebook, I just absolutely love reading your words and hearing what God's doing through you. So thank you for being an encouragement to me. Um, I know you're an encouragement to a lot of people because I see the comments and I see how people react to your posts. So that's so sweet. I know it's all God at like, I, I can't take credit for anything. I was a miserable human being. So <laughs> it's all 
Oh God, he could do amazing things. Yeah. Oh, and she's an awesome artist too, guys. You should go check her out. I, I like Thanks. you blow my mind. These <laughs> that you create well, like so much. I used to just kind of draw or paint whatever popped in my head. And now, I mean, I've slowed way down because I filter it. I'm like, I have to filter it through God. And if it's not glorifying him in some way, I'm not going to do yeah. it. So it takes a lot longer to filter out the ideas that I don't want mm-hmm. and, then, and then actually use it to glorify him. Because if I'm not glorifying him, what's the point? Like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you said before, like we can never repay what he's done for us, but yeah, man, he, he's got a call on each of our lives and it's completely different. It may be similar, but you know, we all just need to reach others for him and just That's bless people. <laughs> like, um, don't tell God that you're not going to do something because you'll end up doing that something and you'll end up loving it and it will fulfill you and make you so yeah. happy. I'm don't so come- careful when I say like, oh, we're done having kids. I'm like, I. Yeah. I don't want to tempt God and be like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> He'll be like, joke's on you. <laughs> Keep that quiet. Don't say that. <laughs> like my plan isn't, <laughs> isn't necessarily going to pan out, but. I know. Yeah. I feel like he scoffs at me all the time. Like I need to just stop talking sometimes. Yeah. 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 And I'm not going to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just something that came to mind about praying a lot of people are like well how do I pray how do I pray but like we talked about like having that relationship with him I literally talk to him like he's in the kitchen with me having a cup of coffee or riding with me in the car um I don't know when you posted it but you said something about um silence and being able to just sit in that in between and um that's something I started doing a long time ago is I I used to either listen to praise and worship music in the car or listen to a podcast that was usually had something to do with God. So I felt like, oh, I'm getting all this good information. In. And then I was like, I, I felt stagnant. Like I wasn't moving forward in my faith and I wasn't hearing from him. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I just need to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe no. I need to quiet down. So now usually when I'm in the car, I'll either be um, reading my Bible chapters <laughs> for the day, like on my way to work, because that's sometimes the only quiet time I have by myself. So I'll turn on the version app and listen to my chapters for the day. Or it'll be silence and I'll pray or I'll just listen. And the things that he has shared with me since I started doing that are just incredible. And that could be a whole podcast all by itself, like God's revelations when I'm, when I shut up. <laughs> anyway, I'm like, I could talk forever about God because he's yeah. just changed everything in my life. I went from going one way to like 180 the other way. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I mean, he just changes things, but the silence is something I really had to learn. Like if you could learn, if you're young mm-hmm. and you learn that first, yeah, it changes stuff because yeah. we do fill the void. Like we're, we're a generation of like, what's next? Like we expect internet stuff. Yeah. So like when we stop, just cut off the praise music, I know Praise and worship music is amazing. It changes things. I agree. Mm-hmm. Stand in your kitchen and praise at the top of your lungs. But when you're done, turn it off. Don't turn on a YouTube sermon. Don't listen to the last week's service. Like, just mm-hmm. sit there and let him talk to you because he will. Like, and that conversation is more important than all the rest of them. It's important right. to get the Bible and it's important to get sermons and, and that knowledge on the inside of you. But he can give you what you need in that moment. And mm-hmm. like that, that silence is so important that we just skip right over it. 
yeah, it's uncomfortable. We don't like silence in our, in our culture. It's like, what's next? What's next? Mm -hmm. And praying out loud. It's so uncomfortable. And I think that that is like, um, an attack from the devil because he's like, he doesn't want you praying out loud because that have power. So when he can make you feel uncomfortable enough to where you're not going to pray out loud, like that gives him the power. So I, I, I was just thinking about this last night. I like woke up in the middle of the night and typed it out on my phone, like really fast. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. But like we, we give the devil power when we stop praying out loud or when we stop declaring out loud, like it yeah. just gives him back some power. And we need as a church, as a whole, we need to start getting more uncomfortable and just being out loud, being crazy out loud. We're already crazy. Might as well do it out loud. Like, it's right. Okay. right. They're going to think you're crazy no matter what. Right. Exactly. It doesn't matter what they think. Well, let's pray out loud and tell God how much we love him real quick as we close here. Lord, we thank you so much for all that you've done in our lives, God. This testimony is evidence of that and evidence that you are real and that you are so special and that you love us so much, God. We just thank you for this time that we have to chat together, God. We just pray that these words will be something that someone needs to hear and that can um, turn their hearts toward you, God. We just love you so much. And we thank you for everything that you've done for us, God. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you. Yes. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the BCS podcast. I hope that the story that Rachel shared just really touched your heart. Um, Her testimony is so powerful and I just love it. Uh, If you want to know more about Book Club Sisterhood, we are on Facebook as well as Instagram as Book Club Sisterhood. And then we also have several other bonus episodes on this podcast. You can just search bonus episode. And we also have a Bible study called People of Faith. If you would like to know more about people in the Bible that had great faith in God. So I hope that this testimony spoke to you and will help you to dig deeper in your walk with God. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Thank you.